You are listening to the Marriage Mindset Podcast with Heather Flake, episode number 10, Lessons Learned from a Sprint Triathlon. Welcome to Marriage Mindset, where I teach you how to get your brain on board in order to create more joy and connection in your marriage today. I'm Heather Flake, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and Certified Life Coach. I'm here to show you that regardless of your spouse's choices, it's totally available to you to feel joy and peace in your marriage if that's something you want to create, and I'm going to show you how. Let's go. friend. Happy day to you. I'm so glad that you're here. I wanted to give you a quick disclaimer before you listen to this episode. So you may be thinking, hmm, lessons learned from a triathlon. What does this have to do with marriage? And you also might be thinking this seems totally out of left field and you would be right. (laughs) So long story short, before I actually launched my podcast, I recorded several episodes. And then on Friday, when I was supposed to work, my sweet little boy got really sick. We were up the whole night before he had a fever. He wasn't able to go to school. And so I didn't get the chance to work on Friday. My husband's out of town. And anyways, I haven't had the chance to record a new episode. So I thought, hey, I can still publish. I'm just going to use one of the episodes I recorded a few months ago and share that. So that's why you are learning about lessons from a triathlon today, but it actually is applicable to your marriage. There's some principles I teach that I think translate really beautifully into marriage and relationships. So I hope you enjoy, and I hope you sign up for a sprint triathlon because they're pretty lit. Okay, my friend, enjoy. Hello, my friends. Happy Monday. What is happening? I'm so happy to be here. I love the podcast. I love this world that we live in. Like, it's just so amazing. I love being a human. It's so good. Okay, you guys. So today is all about lessons I learned from training and competing in a sprint triathlon. Yeah. Go sign up for a sprint triathlon. Literally, it was such an amazing experience. It was so fun. So I'm so excited to just share some of the lessons that I learned from this experience. So to start off, let me tell you kind of how this came about. So November of 2021, for some reason, I I don't really even know how this came about, but it just got stuck in my head that I should do a triathlon. And this is hilarious because, hi, I don't swim. Like, I literally don't even really know how to swim. Like, if I'm in water, I won't drown, but I also have a deep phobia of deep water. Like, I'm literally very afraid of deep water where I can't touch. So that's good. I don't bike. Like the last time I was on an outdoor bike prior to my triathlonness was, you know, when I was 12 for just, you know, leisure bike riding around the neighborhood and then run, you run. So you swim, you bike, you run. I don't run. I have really bad flat feet. In 2016, I had double foot surgery and uh, let's just say it didn't go very well. So my feet caused me a lot of stress. So I don't really run because it causes me a lot of pain. So I hadn't ran consistently since I had been a missionary, which, you know, was in 2012. So it'd been a hot second. But this idea came into my mind and I was just like, you know, what? I am doing this. And we had just moved to Arizona the end of July, beginning of August. And I just, I was kind of resistant to being in Arizona. I was really missing Tennessee. I still miss Tennessee, but it's fine. Um, And I was like, you know what? I should join a gym because that would give me maybe a sense of community. Maybe I can make some friends. Anyway, so I joined this rec center 
And I'm sorry, it was so hilarious. I was paying a lot of money to go to this rec center. I didn't realize it was a lot of money until I saw later what other options were available to me. And I would go early in the morning because everyone in my house was still sleeping. So that was the best time for me to go. And it was basically just me and a lot of elderly people, which I love elderly people. Like I feel like I connect better with them than people my age. But I was like, oh, like I'm probably not gonna be making the friendships that I was looking for here. And they didn't have a pool. So anyways, long story short, I decide, you know what? I'm gonna do this triathlon. So I tell people in my family, I'm like, listen, y'all, I'm doing this triathlon. It's on March 26th in Florence, Arizona. If anyone wants to join me, you totally should. Well, my mom was like, dude, I'll do it. So my mom started training. We don't live in the same place. She lives about three hours away from me. But my mom started training and I started training the beginning of January. And I was so intrigued by this idea because I didn't know how to swim, bike, or run. Like up to this point in my fitness, I'd just been doing a lot of cardio and weightlifting. I did like beach body at home for years. That was just my jam. I get really nervous to work out at a gym because there's so many gym people there with like massive muscles and everyone just like getting lit on the machines. And it, it's like really intimidating to me. But... I was like, even more reason to do it, right? Feel the fear and do it anyways. So I started training and, but before this, I just want you to know that I had no business believing that I could do a triathlon, right? Like all of the evidence was stacked against me. It was like, hey, sweet girl, you actually don't even know how to swim. Like I couldn't even get in the water without plugging my nose with my hand. Y'all, that's where we started. Okay. It was like, you don't even have a bike, let alone biking with a helmet. I'm pretty sure you're going to look horrible in a helmet. Like even the helmet was like, oof, maybe this is going to be a no for me. Like that is not a good look. And then the running, my brain was just like, girl, your feet, your feet are just in bad shape. Like that's going to be really painful. What are you thinking? So I just want you to know, I had no right to, to believe that this was something that I could do, but I just wanted to, I was like, no, I just want to do this. And it was actually enticing to me. I was like, no, I want to just like push my body and see what I'm made of because I can. And so I took it on. I made up my own training schedule. I just started learning. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I taught myself how to breathe underwater. And all along the way, I, you know, I, I had some doubts or whatever, but for the most part, I was just really committed to doing the triathlon on March 26th. And I knew that no matter what happened, I would show up on March 26th and I would give my best. And it's like, hey, worst case scenario, it takes me a really long time to finish. Worst case scenario, um, they've packed up all the things and gone home by the time I get to the finish line, which they've packed up and put in their truck and no one sees. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's not that bad because I'm gonna know that I did it. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna experience it. Like sign me up. So little more context, the swim for a sprint triathlon is 750 meters or 16 laps. And then you bike 12 miles and you run 3.1, 3.2 miles, something like that, like a 5k. So I just started training and I just decided I was very committed. So I would wake up at 5am most mornings and I would go to the gym, do my thing. And I'd usually be home by breakfast time, which was like 730 for my kids. And my husband was getting ready to leave for work. So it just worked out perfectly. But what I found is I absolutely fell in love with this time, with my training. Like it was really fun to watch myself learn new things. And I loved like the schedule. Like I loved that I got to spend so much time by myself training for a very specific something, 
you know? Like I, I love to work out and do that because I like it, but it was really fun to have a very specific goal and a very specific thing that I was working towards. So I share all of this for, because I want to like give you this principle or this thing. You do not need to know how to do something in order to believe that you can do something. Like, does that make sense? What we always say in coaching world is the belief precedes the how. So it was very tempting for me. And I thought this, I was like, dude, I don't really even know how to compete in a triathlon. Like literally I don't, I don't know how to swim. I don't know how to like how the whole setup is going to work. Like, I don't know how, but I just believed that I could. I was like, listen, I live in this amazing world with the thing called the internet and genius people that put amazing, helpful videos on YouTube. I have a gym, I have a pool, I have Amazon. I'm going to be totally fine. I don't need to know how, just literally figure it out. And along the way, I made what you might call mistakes, but really all of that just helped me to, to keep going and to figure out what I needed to do better. So let's take this obviously within like a relationship context or your marriage. So maybe there's some result that you want to achieve in your marriage. Maybe you want to feel better. Maybe you want to not feel so annoyed towards your spouse, or maybe you want to just have more connection. You want to go on a date with your spouse every week, or you want to just feel more loved or have a better intimate relationship with them. Whatever it is, your brain is going to tell you that you don't know how. And I'm here to tell you, you don't need to know how. Can you just believe? Can you believe that it's possible for you to feel better in your marriage? Can you believe that it's totally possible to create more connection with your spouse? Can you believe that your intimacy can improve? Can you just believe that you can be better friends with your spouse? I am telling you that is where the magic happens because this is what your brain will do. If you have a belief, if you're like, yeah, you know what? I totally believe that I can feel happier in my marriage and you start practicing that belief and you start to really believe that belief, your brain goes to work figuring out the how. So if I have a belief, I don't need to know how because I figure out the how. The how is the path of believing. Does that make sense? So if you think about it, like with my example of the triathlon, the how or like the end goal, the result was to do the triathlon, March 26th. And when I began on January 1st, I didn't really know how, but I believed that on March 26th, my body was going to be in Florence, Arizona, swimming, biking, and running. So every single day before that, I was carving out the how. I was figuring it out. And sometimes I would come home, especially with the swimming. The swimming was the hardest part for me. And I'd come home and feel discouraged. And I'd just be like, man, I just, I don't know if I'm doing this right. But then I realized that I, even if I was doing it wrong, I was still figuring it out and I was still on the path to triathlon day. So same thing with your marriage. If the goal is to feel better, the goal is to feel more connection, the goal is to create more intimacy, then you believing that that's possible sets you on that path, which eventually gets you to your goal. Okay. Now, listen, something that you want to be careful of is don't, don't put all your hopes and beliefs on another person. So if you're wanting to feel better in your marriage, do not count on your spouse changing, right? Because we so often think we're like, oh, well, I'd be able to feel better if my spouse was more helpful. And if they would listen to me more, if they put down their phone, then I would feel better. 
But listen, we can't control our spouse. We can't control anyone. We can only control ourselves. So knowing the way that things are, how can I create more connection? How can I create a stronger friendship with my spouse? What is it that I can change? What is it that I can control? And you don't need to know how, you just need to believe that it's possible. Me believing that I could do a triathlon is literally what got me out of my bed at 5 a.m., five days a week to go do the training. I was super committed because I really did believe that I would make it to triathlon day. So can you just be committed? And being committed, you guys, is different than wanting. There was so many days at 5 a.m. when I was like, oh, I don't want to get out of my bed. It's warm. It's cozy. My cute husband is next to me. I'm sleeping. That feels always so much better than not sleeping, right? But I was committed. And I was like, oh yeah, no matter what, like I am going to get out of my bed, even if I am tired. Think of the things that you are committed to. You're probably committed to picking up your kids after school, even when you don't want to. And you're probably committed to making sure the people in your family eat. Even if you don't want to make dinner, you're committed to finding a way to getting food on the table. Okay? So you want to flex that muscle. What if you were just committed to believing that change was possible within your marriage? So my friend, what is your triathlon? What is the result that you really want to achieve, even though you have no evidence or reason to believe that it will happen because you've never done it before? And that's the other thing. So often when we're trying something new, we tell ourselves or we believe like, well, I've, I've never done this before. But think of all of the things we wouldn't have if people stayed stuck in saying, I've never done this before. We would still be in the cave eating grass, y'all. We evolved, we have evolved as a species because all of these amazing humans were like, hey, I have this idea. And then they tried it and tried it and tried it until it worked, right? You're the same. You get to do like that opportunity is the same for you. You don't need any evidence. You don't need to have any evidence from your past that change is possible or a different feeling is possible. You simply need belief. And belief comes from your thoughts. If you, a belief is literally just a thought that you've thought over and over and over again. If my belief is, yeah, I can do this triathlon, it's because I have these thoughts of like, well, I can watch YouTube videos and keep practicing. I'm okay to keep failing. I'm willing to feel discouraged. I'm willing to feel uncomfortable. Sign me up. Like those thoughts are what kept moving me along. It doesn't matter if you've never done it before. You don't need evidence from your past. What are you going to do now? What are you going to create today? And why not do that? Because, because it's available to you, right? So it doesn't matter if you haven't done it before. And and I also just like to tell myself, so what? Your brain's like, hey, you've never done this before. You've never connected with your spouse in this way. You guys have never been like super, super friendly with each other. So what? Now's my time. If that's what I want, now's my time. So a few suggestions for you. A, identify what's your triathlon. What's a result? What's something that you wanna work towards? And then I do actually suggest picking a date, okay? For me, it really helped me to know that March 26th was my day. Like no matter what happened on March 26th, I was going to be in Florence doing the triathlon. And here's the thing, you guys, I was still very much a human during all this time. 
I went to Disneyland. I went to the beach with my family. I went home for my grandpa's funeral. It's not like my life was on hold and all I did was triathlon. No, I did both. Like you're, you're still just going to be very human, but pick a date, know that there will be obstacles. Know there will be days that are not very good. Know there will be days when you mess up. But guess what? You can just keep trying. You can try again. But if you just pick a date, it's like, okay, by July 5th, I'm going to feel more connected to my spouse because that way you have a way to gauge yourself. You have something to work towards. And then the other suggestion I want to give you is what are you basing your success on? Like, how are you going to determine if you are successful or not? Is it based on a feeling? Is it based on a response from someone else, which I do not recommend. Um, Is it based on just getting there, arriving to that date and, and recording your experience and analyzing what happened for you? Like you just get to decide, but you get to decide what successful looks like for you. So for example, with the triathlon, I just decided like, hey, success means me finishing the race. Even if I'm the last one, even if I don't place, even if my time is really a lot longer than I thought it was going to be or whatever, right? Like I decided that way before March 26th got here. So when I performed on March 26th, um, I actually, I totally blew my expectations out of the water. I did end up placing, like I did even better than I even thought I was going to do. So just recognize, don't allow other people to dictate what success will look like and stay in your lane, Okay. There were people that finished the triathlon in under an hour, you guys. I was nowhere near that time. And I could have let that discourage me. I could have let that mean that I didn't train hard enough or that I was really slow. But I didn't do any of that. I was so proud of me. In fact, when I crossed the finish line, I just started crying because I was so proud. Not even necessarily of finishing, but of all the days that brought me to that finish line. Like... I wouldn't have been able to finish or cross that line if it weren't for all those early mornings of me sweating and like peeing in pain and figuring it out. So you decide what your mark of success will be. And can you just celebrate yourself all along the way? Can you be really proud of yourself for A, even even stepping outside of your comfort zone enough to do something challenging? Because that's amazing and it's unusual. It's really easy to stay the same. But when you decide to level up, that's challenging. And can you just be proud of yourself for doing that? So my friends, little recap. Just because you don't know how doesn't mean that's a valid reason for not doing something. The belief precedes the how. If you believe that something is possible and just work on that belief, you literally get there like your how carves itself out. Of course you don't know how, you've never done it before, right? when you're doing something new. But if you believe that it's possible, you're going to start taking action. And guess what? That action is the how. You're not gonna know how to do it until you've done it. And then you look back and it's like, oh, this is how you do it, right? Like before I started training for a triathlon, I was like, I have no idea how. I read blogs, I looked at stuff, but ultimately I made up my own plan. I did it my own way. Now I finished a triathlon, so it's like, oh yeah, I know how to train for a triathlon in the way that I did it. So just recognize that. You're not gonna know how until you do it. But the doing it, how you actually get yourself to do it is believing that it's possible. And you create that belief for yourself by thoughts. 
So you've got to pay attention to what your thoughts are. So set the thing that you want. What is it that you want to accomplish? What's your triathlon? And then pay attention to the thoughts that come up when you think about achieving that thing. And any negative thoughts, any thoughts that tell you you can't or you don't know how or it's going to be too hard, you can acknowledge them, but don't believe them. Just say, oh, no, 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 brain. This is actually what's true. Redirect your brain. Think something new. Think a thought that will allow you to feel committed. You don't have to want to do it. You don't have to be super excited, but I highly recommend being committed. So what do you need to do in order to be committed to this thing? Because if you're committed, the result is inevitable. Because I was committed to training for this triathlon, I completed a triathlon. If you are committed to feeling love for your spouse and you do the work, you will feel love for your spouse. If you are committed to spending less time on your phone and more time talking to your partner, you will spend less time on your phone and more time talking to your partner. It's inevitable if you are intentional and stay committed, right? This doesn't mean being perfect. There's gonna be days where you stay in your bed. There's gonna be days where you spend more time on your phone than maybe you would want to. There's gonna be days when you don't want to talk to your spouse. Guess what? Tomorrow a new day will dawn and you can try again. But do recognize areas in your life in which you are committed and how can that translate over to this new thing you're wanting to achieve. As always, if you're looking for help, you want more clarification, you can reach out to me at heatherflakecoaching.com or on Instagram at heatherflakecoaching. I would love to help you and I would love to hear your stories. I would love to hear all about your journey and how this goes for you. So thanks so much for tuning in. I would absolutely love it if you would share this podcast with your friends and also if you would leave me a review. Reviewing this podcast is such a huge help to me because that's how it um, gets in front of more people and, and other people are able to find me. So do me a favor, leave me a review and go work on your beliefs. You don't need to know how, you just need to believe. The belief precedes the how, my friends. All right, I'll catch you next Monday. Have a beautiful day. We'll see you next time.